Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Secret Artists Podcast. Comedians doing art and having a chat. I'm Annie McGrath, your host, and I'm joined this week by the brilliant Nina Conti. She chose for us to draw author Stephen King, who has a fantastically sort of cartoonish face. Uh, Nina chose him because she's currently writing an autobiography, and Stephen King has been a huge source of inspiration for her recently. So we talk about that, we talk about comedy, we talk about art, we talk about pain, we talk about all sorts of things. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. Um, check out Nina's film Her Master's Voice which is brilliant, that's on Amazon Prime and look out for her book which hopefully will be out next year enjoy the episode and if you want to see mine and Nina's artworks then follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Art Pod bye for now I'm joined today by one of the nation's best-loved comedians and ventriloquists, Nina Conti. Nina has won a British Comedy Award. She's been on Live at the Apollo, Russell Howard's Good News, Sunday Night at the Palladium, and even made a BAFTA-nominated film, all without moving her lips. She's a brilliant actor, director, performance artist, and I'm delighted to have her on the podcast. Hello, Nina. Hello, Annie. (laughs) How are you? I'm fine. I'm still having such a fiddle with my technicalities. Oh my God, he's horrifying. Yeah, it's quite a... um, Well, I'll let you explain. (laughs) You've chosen um, brilliant author Stephen King for us to draw. Yeah, I have. Why is that? (laughs) Well, I I can't really say he's like a long-term mentor of mine. I've just discovered him really. I think yeah. like everybody else, I kind of had him, wrote him off as a schlock horror writer, but I've just mm-hmm. um, finished The Stand, which is like about three inches thick. So it's a miracle because I'm really bad at finishing books. But so yeah. I finished this one uh, and then I got into listening to him on Desert Island Discs and various podcasts and uh, I find him really inspiring because I'm trying to write myself right now. I'm trying to write an autobiography. And how's anyway. it going? Um, oh God, I mean, it's like being, I don't know, it's like having hundreds of javelins thrown at you, but it's... Um, in a good way. Yeah, no, not a good way. But in um, in a way that you think, if it's this difficult, there must be something to it. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe not, maybe. No, it feels sort of interesting to do. And then the whole notion of clean writing seems very important to me. Mm. Like to be able to write uh, clean and not with so many 
adjectives like overloading with adjectives to prove your point and just saying it as truthfully and cleanly as you can is something I think he is so good at. Yeah, that's interesting. And this photo of him that we're drawing from today is quite, it's almost like a cartoon. Like his face is so sort of bizarre, isn't it? It's like a caricature. I know. I think it looks as if he's pulling a face that is going to please the people that like to think of him that way. You know, do you see a little layer of irony about it? Oh, you want this guy? Okay, I'll give you this guy. (laughs) It's amazing. And what are you going to be using to draw? Are you drawing or are you painting? I'm drawing. I'm going to use charcoal. Oh, nice. Because I can wipe it. I can wipe it off and go over it again. Yeah, charcoal's quite forgiving, isn't it? You can sort of smudge it around and, yeah. No, it's also good for, like, the lines in his face as well. Um, Yeah. I'm using colouring pencils, quite posh ones. I don't know if you can see the tin. Oh, they're lovely. 24 Studio. Do they smear into a watercolour or are they just a pencil? Oh, I don't know. I could try licking them and see. Yeah, lick them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So he's been a very. I'm going to start drawing. By the way. Okay, I'm going to start so, doing too. All right. Good. I'm um, going to start with his glasses, or sort of the creases of his face. But he said his little asses. Okay. I'm going to start with his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only bit that's not photographed. Uh, um, yeah. So how's talking and uh, drawing for you? You good at that? You must be practiced. I'm getting better at it as the yeah. uh, series goes on, but it is yeah. a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. I can feel this challenge already. This multitasking slightly reminds me of that. Um, I did a thing called the Improvathon, where it was yeah. like um, a 50 hours without sleep improvised oh, soap. And you are supposed to, so the theory goes, you kind of get in touch with your lizard brain after so many hours without sleep and you're completely unselfconscious and you're just improvising like the world you're in is yeah. real. Uh, it's not like that this exactly, but it feels a little bit like I certainly haven't got my guard up because I'm too busy copying yeah. this drawing. And do you feel you're less self-conscious when you are sleep deprived? I think I probably was, yeah. 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 Certainly my standards were lower, you could put it that way. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think when you care less about something, you do create better things, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you're definitely. Less, less worried about failing. yeah. Um, and going back to Stephen King, are you quite yeah. into horror as a genre or are you just interested in sort of the way he crafts his writing? Yeah, the, the horror stuff. I mean, I've been reading this. I bought the book in paper, but I mainly read it with my ears. And so I would listen to it um, and... Uh, I would wake, I would sort of drift a bit. I would always wake up at a horrific bit. And I hated that, actually. I really <laughs> frightened and alone. Uh, no, it wasn't actually even the horror that I, uh, that I found interesting with him. It was just the, it was just like the human moments mm. are very, very good. They're bloody fucking great. I can't, anyway, it, it seems like he's, although he's the best-selling author probably ever, incredibly underrated yeah. as a writer artistically people don't give him the awards i think it pisses him off but you just keep getting i wonder why that meantime. is do you think horror is sort of thought of as less of an art form than other types of literature 
Yes, I think that's the art. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a genre problem. Similar to comedy, I guess. (laughs) Yes, actually probably very similar to comedy in that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) this is a crazy face to be looking at. I feel like a total trespasser as well. Like (laughs) looking at him so... Ugh. <laughs> and bargain on this because we nearly um, drew monkey didn't we yeah well i stupidly thought that was a really great idea but obviously you've you said i have i've drawn monkey loads of times before um in what context have you drawn him before well, I don't know. I designed a website years ago and did a lot of drawings, and I do sometimes little cartoon strips that i don't ever put out there um I doodle him from my kids and I've oh, I've drawn him sweet. a lot. Um, and I've sort of, I've kind of become blind to the way I draw him. I do a certain thing and I can't like do it differently or discover anything now when I do it. I just fall into the same. And there That's aren't many contours either. It's almost just like an outline. Yeah. It's just very basic. And I think when you're sort of emotionally involved with, well, normally I say it about people, but obviously in your case, it's monkey. When you're quite involved with them on an emotional level, often they can be harder to draw because you can't see them for what they are because you're sort of emotionally invested. You're just, yeah, maybe, maybe. And it's very disturbing to think how emotionally invested I probably (laughs) am in that little monkey. I mean, yeah, way more than this guy we're looking at right now. he's got an he does look sort of animalistic like his mouth is quite frog-like isn't it with the line i think his mouth yeah it's very like monkey his mouth yeah that's true i'm sure he'd be flattered to hear that (laughs) she always had worse do you find that an easier way to write by sort of getting into character yeah definitely definitely and he's less impact i don't know less emotional the boys to write in yeah cleaner much cleaner <laughs> he doesn't have um a, a reputation to protect he doesn't give a shit so it's a it's a kind of unaccountable voice it's much nicer to write in yeah it's great because also when you're doing sort of audience interactions you can be so rude as monkey and then just sort of laugh it off as yourself it's a very I clever know. device to have <laughs> it's a handy one but I Definitely. do think what what is it why do I so much want to say these like awful things what is Maybe. it about me that wants to do that <laughs> it's good though it's like a double act you can have sort of good cop bad cop and the audience won't blame you for anything monkey says because it feels like another person yeah well you'd know because you're in a double act aren't you yeah so I was yeah. probably bad cop in that so I relate to it <laughs> <laughs> well we were both sort of I guess idiot type personas, but Jack, right. Jack was much more the sort of likable one, I think, and I was a bit right. more acerbic. It's funny. And I've been thinking about when I started learning ventriloquism. I did that. I was living on my own. I was right. a bit sort of pissed one night and a bit <laughs> lonely. And I remember thinking, well, I've got to kind of populate the place and. I'll get the camera on and I'll do some videos because that'll be less quiet. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, I, I re- remember really enjoying that and feeling like I was kind of back in touch with playing like when you were a kid mm-hmm. in a way that I hadn't been. I felt like, oh, I'm having a really good day with the teddies. You know, it's been a while. 
but it's been 25 years. And do you feel I like... I started in my late 20s. You're like you've been hanging out with friends, like after you've had a session with the puppets. I, you feel like socially satisfied slightly, in the same way. Oh God, isn't it sick? I slightly do. I, was, I just feel like, oh, I remember that bit where he said, you know, I might recall something that he said rather yeah. than when I made him say that thing. I'm like, well, in memory, he said yeah. it. At the time, it's not like that, but... Yeah, that, no, that's good. I guess you have to think of them as separate beings in order for it to work because your reactions yeah. are so good and so natural. And I think you wouldn't be able to have those reactions if you didn't fully believe they were different. Yes, people. probably not. Yeah, yeah. But I was amazed to hear that you taught yourself how to do it from a book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that book was bought for me by Ken Campbell. So the story mm-hmm. goes more that it was him that made me a ventriloquist. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think you can't really talk. You have to. You have to do it yourself, really. Yeah. There was a um, a teach yourself ventriloquism kit, um, which was thirty booklets in thirty days, and that was what I learned from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, yeah, it it was slow actually, and I skipped ahead because you can teach somebody the rudiments of ventriloquism in. in you know, under a minute, if you're not trying to draw Stephen King, I could <laughs> quite could easily explain. I could try. I mean, I'm quite struggling with this multitasking and I seem bothered about whether this drawing's any good. It doesn't matter if it's any good. I know. I've, I've, mine's actually much worse than I thought it would be, given <laughs> <laughs> feel like cartoon-like faces should be easier because everything's exaggerated. But I think yeah, I've, right. I've, like, squished his face too much. He's got quite right. a high like receding hairline hasn't he and yeah. I think I've squished that down a bit too much was it your mum who said you should get a degree rather than going straight into or she, she sort yeah. of warned you that showbiz was slightly precarious as a career path yes she did I wondered if you would do the same for your kids? Would you want them to go? Would you encourage them to going into something different? Or would you be happy if, if they both wanted to be ventriloquists? <laughs> oh, then I'd be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I would recommend ventriloquism. My son is sort of already acting. and he, Well, he is. He just had his first little part in the film. The oh, wow. Um, so... He's much more confident than I was as an actor as well, and better. Mm. So I'm fully encouraging him, actually. I sort of think, yeah, yes, do. Start now. Don't go and get yeah. those backup plans and slow yourself up. Just go for it. Yeah, um, that's nice. Yeah, but then I'm reacting to the parenting I had, I suppose, and thinking, fine, don't do what I did. That's, that, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised at how unconfident you sound in your acting ability when you were in the RSC from quite a young age, weren't you? Yeah, but it wasn't. I didn't have a good role. I mean, that doesn't mean I was any good. God, have you been? I mean, it's not always the best. <laughs> always the best actors that end up. That's so slandering. I feel like it's the most. Well, it's seen as the most prestigious, though, isn't it? In terms of like yes, British yeah. theatre. Yes, definitely. Um, but um, certainly the most, you know, vocalised and they they do stand big 
you know, they, <laughs> they're loud and they stand big. If you like that, that's, you'll get it there. So do you think going into comedy was like a reaction against doing something like that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I've, it was seemed very original to be doing acting anyway, because my parents had and uh, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, yeah, just go on, get born in and do the same bloody thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, after studying philosophy and then realising that didn't lead to any career, I, um, I ended up doing it. But I really, I was really uh, self-conscious about it. And then mm. when I found ventriloquism, I was like, yes, something finally mine. Yeah. All it's mine. It is like a... No one wants this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like performance art, isn't it? Rather than, well, it's comedy, but it's, it's, it feels like so much more than that, I think, creatively. Yeah, it's just another medium. It's charcoal or pencil or whatever. It's just another way to get it out there. Yeah, I mean, I could have done. I suppose character characters would have been what I'd have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. I was mainly doing character roles, anything but myself. Did you ever? So, what what made you not go into doing more characters? Was it because Ken Campbell suggested ventriloquism? Um, yeah, I think it was just going to be such a USP, I suppose, and mm-hmm. and. and uh, and it felt like it was character. It felt like it was, really. Yeah. And then it definitely freed me up to start thinking of things to say. I think when I was acting, I definitely thought there was a great big divide between people who write and people who act. Yeah. And then when I started doing Monkey, I thought oh, writing's just, I don't know, it's just saying things and, I don't know, not getting in the way too much. Mm. Do you think it's been harder coming to write a book given that your process of making work for the stage has been so improvised recently? Has it been quite a different discipline to be sort of sitting at a desk again? Or... Yeah, it's horrible. It's really horrible. <laughs> oh. So there, but I, I, there was an article in something, I can't remember what, that, about Stephen King. This is probably what really kick-started me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my partner, Shanoa, was reading me this article as I was driving and it came to this bit where Stephen King had said or his son I think it was his son or as anyone in that family they work for two hours a day minimum like that has to happen or they get really antsy anxious so you've got to do your two hours a day and we started talking about well what would it be like if we did two hours of writing a day for a year I mean you'd end up somewhere certainly you'd end up with something good surely end up with something (laughs) so now we're on like day 90 Wow, and so you've both been doing that, have you? Yeah, we've both been doing that two hours a day. And that's amazing. more than, I mean, that's the minimum, but... Yeah. Yeah, and it took away the kind of, oh, I don't know if I'll write today, or oh, I don't really feel like it. It's just like, you've just got to, that's not negotiable. You do two hours, that's it. Um, yeah, and I guess it yeah. gets you out of the worry of, like, what it's like. If it's good or bad, you just do it, and then... Yeah, you just do it. <laughs> that morning pages thing, do you remember that? Did you ever do that? The, oh yeah, the, we just um, get up and write way. full page. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I filled um, filled a load of notebooks with that shit. <laughs> but Stephen King is known for being quite bad at endings, isn't he? I think he's. <laughs> is he? Yeah, I've heard that. I think he himself acknowledges that. 
Um, oh, that's really funny. Well, it sort of makes sense having just got to the end. It wasn't the best. Oh, bit. really? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible ending. Did he wake up and it was all a dream? Oh, no, it had a, it had an incredible crescendo just like prior to the end. So that was the end, really. And then it just went on yeah. a bit. But yeah, it was, yeah, God, I've lived in that book for so long. I was like, yeah. I started it maybe two years ago or something. Oh, really? I've read the other things in the meantime, but it was, so, I've read it before the pandemic started and it's about mm. a pandemic. So I was already thinking, oh, well, I'm reading the right thing at least. Yeah, <laughs> I need to but, read it. But yeah, I was interested in the ending thing because I think with comedy, that's definitely sometimes the thing I struggle with, like structure-wise. This, I mean, punchline. I mean, that's bad, isn't it? Struggle with punchlines. But I mean, like well, when you're constructing, like yeah, a sketch or something, it's always the ending that's quite difficult. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. I uh, yeah. Have you yeah, sort of definitely. plotted out your book? Do you know? I guess if it's an autobiography, you know what the hopefully you know what the storyline is I don't know it depends where I decide to leave myself you know yeah I could leave myself at any point um no I just slightly do have my ending and it's kind of surreal Mm. uh yeah I'm yeah I'm putting masks on people or the masks that I use in my stage show on real yeah. people in my mat in my oh, no. imaginary act in my book so then they they just yeah. sort of i i talk for everyone obviously it's the idea mm-hmm. um but yeah probably won't go into it too much i still don't bloody know what's when is it but, due to come out or is that to be confirmed? i've said i've got a I've got a deadline with myself that i should finish by january Oh, nice. That's quite ambitious, but I'd love to. Yeah. But endings, I know that because, uh, who is it? Uh, Irving, John Irving mm-hmm. and Stephen King are friends. And John Irving um, writes the end first. Oh, really? And, yeah. And Stephen King's like, how would, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you spoil it for yourself? Like if, the way he writes is he just gets all his characters around a fire and they're sort of all then the cooking and he's what he says when he's writing it's more like dictation he's kind of watching them and just dictating what's happening mm-hmm. sorry he's taking dictation and uh and then they will lead to a natural kind of point and end and i think i think it's true i'm not sure he is bad at endings because it does seem like the only end it could be kind of and it seems a little preordained Right. Not to get hocus pocus about it, but I really like the idea. And that's like improv, um, and which is the only thing I know how to do. So I think it's just writing the things, see where they go. Yeah. Definitely. And I think if you're kind of honest along the way or true along the way, they're more likely to go somewhere than if you're trying to cajole and manipulate the whole time. Yeah. And if you build strong enough characters, then as you say, they will lead the narrative, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of links between comedy and horror. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you have any favorite artists? As in like fine artists? Fine artists. Drawers um, or painters? I can't immediately tell you. I think mine are all a bit obvious, like... Uh, Lucy Freud or David Hockney or something. Oh like yeah, that. they're great. I don't know that they're my favourites. So I just can't, you know. I think Actually, this Stephen King photo could be a Lucy and Freud painting, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that would be sort of front on. That'd be a better approach. Portrait. Do you own any art? I'd like to um, know what I like more. I get yeah. confused. I get art blind. If I go to a gallery, I just go, oh god, I've it's like I've switched off and I think, oh, no, I'm meant to feel and react and I've just gone blank um, and my feet hurt and where's the cafe? That's, <laughs> yeah. like, often my reaction to art. But I buy art off this old guy who, um... oh, I've got to be careful, haven't I, what I say? <laughs> <laughs> Are you about your husband? No. This old guy who lives in my house. <laughs> A friend who definitely had um, a lot of drugs in his time, and he does these weird paintings. He's, he's a good artist, but I mean, I definitely sort of think I'd buy. I don't know. He lives hand to mouth. I buy his art to make sure he's, you know, he's eating. He's got have dinner. Yeah, I'll hang that on the wall. God, I hate the idea um, that <laughs> that's why people might be buying my art. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, fine. It'll do, but as long as he can have dinner. <laughs> when you're at Edinburgh, do you worry each night that 700 people are worried you need some dinner money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might well be. <laughs> I think that there's a swathe of my audience that wonder if I'm okay. Um, well, yeah, definitely following your therapy web series, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So maybe, <laughs> but they'd be right now. I mean, definitely. <laughs> we're going to need some dinner soon. Yeah. If we don't get some shows on. Got to write that book quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I first came across you in Edinburgh when, so Jack and I were flyering for our double act. And right. we bumped into a friend of ours called Jo Williams. Oh, yeah. And she'd been flyering for you and it was like day one of the festival and she had this massive box of thousands and thousands of your flyers and she was putting them in the recycling bin because you'd sold out all of them. Oh, really? we were like, we were like, fuck Nina Conti. She doesn't even need to flyer. All of her flyers are going in the bin. And we were just like, 
desperately trying to get people to come to our show. Oh, fuck. Oh, Edinburgh's brutal. Yeah. But no, congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, oh. must, must have been good a year. I've been lucky. Very, very, very lucky. But I have been going there for ages, so you kind of get a following. But I, I have a stronger audience there than I do in anywhere else. When did you first start going up then? When was your first year? Um, I think it was uh, 2001, maybe, 2002, my wow. first year. I don't... Um, how much do you think it's changed since? Well, certainly it's changed now. Um, mm. I think it's probably... Yeah, it's huge. But it's always been huge. I used to go a lot because my grandparents lived in Edinburgh. So I used to go when I was a teenager. And, oh, nice. Um, so did you stay with them when you were up for the festival? I stayed with them in Collington, got the number 10 bus and saw a bunch of shows. Yeah. And it was definitely seminal. It was really life-changing. I remember mm. seeing Rona Cameron and Donna Tartt and Jeremy Hardy, Paul Martin, mm. when they were young, little things. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was exciting. At the Joan Collins fan club, that was, I remember that. God, I loved him. Yeah. Really fancied him. I didn't notice that he wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your first venue when you went up in two thousand and one? Um, uh, two thousand one was the Comedia at um, Southside. That's not and... there anymore, is it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's called something else. Maybe it's called Zoo or something now. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Southside was the place. I, I don't... I, yeah, that was a weird year, and I had, wasn't doing my own thing then. I had Ken Campbell had written me a one-woman uh, X-rated ventriloquial farce, he called it. Wow. And uh, he, I had to do, like... Oh, I don't know. I had these puppet characters, like um, demons had entered mm. me. They got lodged in my ass and couldn't find their way out, and... <laughs> So I did, did this whole act with my ass to the audience, like with these talking characters <laughs> that got stuck it up there. Jim and Elsie, I think their names were, they were kind of hapless married couple that wanted out. And then uh, I had to blast them out by using a, an aerosol that created a lot of steam. So I sat on a pan, I get my hand underneath my ass into the pan, and I... <laughs> spray this like <laughs> mist up and it was kind of dramatic <laughs> coming out of the pan yeah well was it easier anyway. to perform something someone else had written well it doesn't sound like it would be given no because he's always provoking do. me trying to make it like the hardest thing you know yeah and I remember objecting whenever I objected I don't want to do this talking out my ass he was like well, have you got a better idea and I was like god no, all right then. I'll do it. Um, yeah, I just didn't. So you had complete no, trust in him then? No, I didn't. I just didn't have a voice to say this makes me feel weird. It feels a bit perverted and I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't think I just, you'd get away with that now, would you? No, you wouldn't get away with that now. <laughs> and the other thing was that the monkey would um, bump my foot. Hmm. 
And he had it, he'd written the monkey into this thing and so he's like, he loves you, he's in love with you. And I was like, no, he's not in love. This is a platonic relationship. There's not one part of him that loves me. That mm. is gross, you know, that's like gross. He doesn't. Mm. He's like, no, but it's so funny when he humps your foot. They'll love it, they'll love it. And I'm just thinking, God, this is so gross. Um, but doing it every night, feeling really gross. So, I mean, I had to have that awful experience really to come out and go, Okay, I, I'm going to write my own stuff, whatever it is. It's not going to be so I have to do that. I wonder if that's part of why he made you do stuff you were so uncomfortable with, just to force you <laughs> into yeah. you know, yeah, writing maybe. your own thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he was a great goader. I made a talking penis once for oh, yeah. one of my shows. Um, but that was very easy. It was just a sort of, I don't know, just a mouth up a tight, really. <laughs> a leg of a tight. Um, what is a penis if not a mouth that's and tight? <laughs> not often as good as. <laughs> have you still got it? Um, <laughs> that's what we should have drawn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. But I can fashion one in a, just a bit of warning. <laughs> is there a chapter in the book in the voice of the penis? No, there isn't actually. It wasn't the strongest character. <laughs> I'll ask you again in January when you're <laughs> nearing your deadline. My dad absolutely hated it, that, that act. He said, there's a line, <laughs> Nina, there's a line. Oh, really? You know, yeah. He hated that. And there were the occasional walkouts. It was a little bit much, I suppose. Do you tend to listen to feedback from your parents where shows are concerned? I really try not to, but it, I mean, it, it, it lodges a little bit. And I can't um, unhear yeah. it. I definitely, yeah, I do more than I mean to. But I hear that with anything that's critical, it definitely lodges. But then you grow around yeah. it. I think it's helpful. It's helpful. I just wondered if you tend to try and avoid reading reviews of your shows, or whether you think they're useful to absorb. Well, I used to quite. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Everybody in comedy knows him. Uh, uh, I forgot his name now. Steve Bennett wrote yeah. some. The Chortle play, Reviewer. Yeah, the Chortle Reviewer definitely wrote some when I was impressionable and, you know, that was the website I wanted to be liked on, you know, mm. and and there were some less than brilliant ones on there. And But I, I, I did find those a little bit helpful, mm. um, thinking, well, yes, people will think that and, it was now and then later on I thought I'm going to get ahead of the game on this I'm going to get Steve I'm going to write to Steve and ask him to direct my next show and I did I asked him to direct it oh, and then you asked Steve Bennett to direct your show you can't write it and ask yeah then you can't you can't write it you know I want to hear this I want to hear the shit you're going to say before I've done you know like in oh, rehearsal that's such a good idea I want and to did he reply <laughs> he did and he came to a thing and he did have some good ideas um wow. but obviously then he couldn't uh he couldn't be the one to review it having you know vested interest but no it wasn't a very really, uh, wasn't... <laughs> clever way of avoiding getting negative reviews <laughs> I, I thought oh, do you so. want to be my director <laughs> i know i thought i'm really onto something here <laughs> um yeah i know i'm gonna get kate copstick next <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> broadway baby directing nina conti 
Yeah. Oh, this is awful. I can't see it even what it is. What have I done here? It's such a mess. I've gone Don't very dark. Writing. This is the least clean ever drawing. It's about so taking risks. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. It's insecure and, and lots and lots of lines just in case this one's better than that one, you know. Being a bit more bold. Yeah. That's like my comedy act is I say one thing and the monkey says another and I just completely obfuscate the, what I really feel with lots of different lines. <laughs> As in you wouldn't say the first thing that comes into your head or you would but through monkey? Oh, I don't know. I'd say two things that come into my head and they're kind of on either side and I'm somewhere in between them. I see. Smokescreen stuff. Yeah. That um, eye of his on the right-hand side of the photo. Yeah, it's a bitch, That's that a real fucker, isn't it? Because it's know, far more it's, open than the other one. It's such an opportunity, that one. Yeah, and I've just sort of scrawled in grey over the top of it. Yeah. Do you like visiting art galleries and exhibitions and things? Or do you I did. I went, to, I went to see the one about trees at the Hayward recently. And, oh, yeah, um, I heard that was amazing. It was really nice. What else did I go to? I mean, there's not many options at the moment, are there? No, there aren't. I haven't been for a while. Went to the Tate. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to go and see the Tracy Emin and Edvard Monk one at the RA, but obviously it got shut down, so hopefully going to go and see that in right. December. And I could equally have drawn her. I mean, I don't know her very well, and mm. I used to find her kind of like, I don't know, too much and then listened to some interviews of hers recently and just loved her attitude yeah I sort of flip between loving her attitude and as you say finding her a bit full-on yeah but honesty is good definitely she's definitely an honest artist isn't she mm. doesn't seem to care what people think no that's important that was paint that noise by the way in the spirit of Stephen King What's the mm. worst ending of anything you've experienced? <laughs> Books, films, TV, <laughs> life. You mean like an uh, unsatisfactory ending? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, God, I really can't. That's such a good question that I can't answer it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I could answer it either. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, worst ending. God, there must have been loads oh. of them. I haven't seen anything so long. It's so hard to know. I saw, um, it's a great documentary, Honeyland. That's not a bad ending. It's good. Oh, wow. And she's a very dignified beekeeper with very good practices with the bees. And then this, like, crazy feral family comes in and starts to try and give, do shortcuts to the honey. And it sort of screws everything up. Mm, um, check that out. I don't know why I mentioned it particularly. It was just something I watched. And another thing I watched again, the second time, which I really love, is the documentary on Robert Crumb. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. They made a film, American Splendor, about um, Harvey Picard. And he's, <laughs> he did the words. Robert Crumb did the drawings. But Robert Crumb did loads of... This is Robert Crumb. Oh, yeah. It's like quite sexualized and full on witty and uh, vulgar and completely not PC. I mean, mm. really like worryingly not, but it's, it's very riveting. 
Um, oh, yeah, what's that one? There's this sort of quite grotesque-looking woman with hairy boobs. Yeah, he definitely draws his fantasies, and he's uh, mm. he doesn't have an axe to grind. He's not like trying to subjugate women or anything. He gets criticised for that a lot because it's so it's it's like so vulgar his drawings. But he's like, I don't know how it got in here. I'm just putting it out there, and please don't look at it if you don't want. If it's not for you, I'm not saying anything. It's just these images kind of go. Yeah, I mean, really, God, quite full on, isn't it? Yeah. But there's a very good documentary about him. Okay, I'll check that out. Is that on Netflix? Did you say? No, it's on YouTube. It's brilliant. It's a really brilliant documentary and it kind of, uh, it's a soccer punch. It just makes, soccer punch? Soccer punch. I don't know what that expression is I'm trying to use. Um, but yeah, it, it's a bit of a slam dunk. Oh, there's another one. Where do I get off with these expressions? <laughs> I love it. I just need one more sports-based <laughs> analogy. Back of the net. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Homer. Oh, Stephen. Oh, Stephen, you're getting worse and worse. Have you ever really met him? Well. No. No, he got hit by a truck and survived. His body, he's just walking on a sidewalk and a huge great truck came and broke so many bones. Really? Yeah, crazy that that would happen to him. Hmm. Um, I enjoy his, I, I enjoy his Twitter account as well. He did, um, like most recently, the one I saw was uh, when that fly landed on Pence's head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his tw- his tweet was just three words, the fly knows. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. pretty good. It is good. Clean writing. Clean writing, yeah. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Um, oh, God, childbirth, maybe. Um, or... Uh, <laughs> I broke my arm when I was a kid. It wasn't really too bad. No, I think childbirth was definitely the most dangerous thing I've ever been through. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of those ones that had I not had the hospital there, it would have been been bad. Worth it? Yes, worth it. Worth it very much so. Very Mm. glad it's all okay. Yeah. Have you ever had any... uh... (laughs) Ventriloquism related injuries. Yeah, I did actually. On Halloween, I sliced my finger to the bone, Ooh. and uh, some, the finger that I used the most inside monkey's mouth. So, I mean, oh. yeah, it's like I subconsciously tried to slit his throat with me. Um, Is that mid show? Yeah, it was mid tour, and then I had yeah. Cheltenham was just about the lowest of the low. It was so painful. It was so painful. And did the audience think it was part of the act? I wonder what they thought. It was a great big bandage. I think everyone winced a bit when they saw it go into the puppet. As you know, in his tight little face, you know, that big bandage was in there. I had it sticking straight up in his head and just used my other fingers to control the mouth. God. Got to suffer for your art. You got to, you know. I fainted in the the, um, A&E. When I opened it, I'd like, I knew it was really bad. You know, when you cut yourself and you think, okay, that's bad. So I won't think about that. I'll just bandage that up and I'll get to Annie and I won't look and I won't think. And then when they took it off, it was just so gnarly that I um, I hit the floor. 
but I was quite stressed. I was really stressed. It was a bad time I was going through and the, um, the having the tour and everything and family awful things going on. And I, um, I remember hitting the floor and thinking, don't disturb me. This is the best time I've had in me. <laughs> That's a worry, isn't it? I could hear all the voices going, get her off, is she? And I was like, shh, 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 this is my happy place. Just fucking let me have a bit longer. Quick fire round. Oil or watercolour? Watercolour. Contemporary or cubism? Cubism. God, I don't uh-huh. know. These, these aren't true, these answers. I'm just answering quickly. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Hamster Teeth or Regent's Park? Hamster Teeth. Monkey or Nina? Monkey. Portrait or Landscape? A landscape. Can you separate the art from the artist? Try. Tortured artist or rational philosopher? Oh, that's both. Both. That's really tough. I think that's a real blend. Tango or tap dance? Uh, tap dance. <laughs> Royal Shakespeare Company or Edinburgh Fringe? Edinburgh Fringe all the way. Talk about or think about art? Uh, talk about. Looking at the painting close up or far away? Um, close up. Carrie or The Shining? Uh, the Shining. Dolly mixtures or wine gums? Uh, dolly mixtures. Private view or view of privates? View of privates. <laughs> art or tech? Art. Art or books? Tough on books. Art or food? Art. Is what you do art? Um, I think so. And finally, dicks or pussies? Oh, that's too, too, too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's too rude. Um, I, I'm looking for a combo. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, thank you. <laughs> What would Monkey say for that? If it's too rude for Nina. Dicks or pussies? He'd yeah. say arseholes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> that is so good. I've drawn God, Monkey really even though we like tried the... not to. I ended. <laughs> I love the detail. Oh, I love the lines. You've really like caught the light on like his nose and the various parts of his face. It's amazing. It's <laughs> Thank so Thank you. Good. You're being very kind. It's no, but also it's mess. it's like perfectly horrifying as well. Yeah, it's pretty horrifying. <laughs> it looks yeah. like a sort of demon. Yeah. Demon headmaster. That eye, that, that eye's the one, isn't it? That bit of his filtrum. It's great. Mine's much more sort of Can small, I, I think, because I've got a very tiny page. Can you see that? Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. We've both drawn monkeys of a kind. Yeah. That he that's you know that's not like unlike Robert Crumb some of it. I think I yeah. It made him about. look like a sort of CD librarian. I really like it. I really like that his hair is complete. He's such a compact unit, and he's all dark around the eyes. It's fantastic, and I love the uh, I love that you've given him depth with that shadow in the background. That really is nice. <laughs> his hair, that's good. Those uh, smile lines. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you full marks because I love it. It's so good. Um, oh, well, that's very kind. I give you full marks too. I brilliant. think they're great. <laughs> so kind. That was really fun. Very generous. Thank you so much. It's so <laughs> nice to talk to you. 
<laughs> very nice to talk to you. Thank you. What a woman. Thank you very much to Nina Conti. I loved chatting to her. If you're not already following her, then what the hell are you doing? She's on Instagram at the Nina Conti and on Twitter at Nina Conti. I'm on Twitter at Annie McTweet and on Instagram at McGrath.Annie or at McGrath.Art for my art. I also have a website where I'm selling paintings, prints, Christmas cards, you name it, I've got it, as long as it's one of those things I just described. The website is amagra.art and uh, what else is there to say really? Remember to look at mine and Nina's drawings if you'd like on at Secret Art Pod. Thanks for listening. Look after yourselves. Have a lovely week. See you next time. Bye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.